It is Thursday morning, November 19, 1863, at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And against the backdrop of clear skies, America's 16th president prepares to address a crowd of 15,000 gathered to dedicate the new Gettysburg Memorial. He has written a speech that will become the second most quoted words in the history of these United States. No one in attendance realizes the immortality to which this day's events will forever be attached because of that speech. After a two-hour address by the dean of Harvard University, Edward Everett, Abraham Lincoln takes to the dais. He has before him 272 words written in his own hand. Lincoln begins his speech. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Timeline, 4 July 2007, somewhere in America. Lincoln is invoking the words of America's founding document, written in 1776 and known as the Declaration of Independence. More importantly, Lincoln is invoking the idea and spirit of the Declaration, ideas that shaped the political revolution of a people and resulted in the most successful experiment at self-governance in world history. We have it in our power to begin the world over again. Ronald Reagan was quoting the great patriot writer Thomas Paine. This was a challenge to rediscover our founding ideas. Ideas that if we can return our nation to their meaning, can once again provide the blueprint for future triumphs in life, liberty, and the pursuits of happiness. But what did Jefferson mean when he wrote that sentence? Actually, what comes after that sentence is more important to us today. The Declaration also freed the 13 colonies to become individual states, which at that time was the term given to countries. This is a crucial point that must be made and must be learned. Natural rights flowed to the people and were reserved by the people in their respective states. The Declaration abolished our link to a national government. This is a fact that many patriots took with them to the Constitutional Convention that would follow in 1787. John Adams explains. These United Colonies are, and uh, are right ought to be, free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and, and as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. So what did the 56 men that signed the Declaration think that it meant? One thing is clear. They did not believe that they were abolishing one tyrannical central government only to establish one in their own name. Yet some have liberally interpreted Jefferson's words to mean life, liberty, and the pursuit of national health care or whatever makes me happy. Others are not so disrespectful of and hostile to Jefferson's maxim and favor a more conservative or literal meaning, one that would have more in common with 1776 and the prevailing form, scope, and founding father's vision of governments than we see in today's federal leviathan. But who is right? Who has history on their side? Were the founders geniuses, or were they just the lucky recipients of coming to prominence at the right time and place? We will present the founder story in their own words as they recorded and lived it. 
It was an extraordinary time, the birth of America, made more special by the extraordinary men that gave rise to the idea that men could control their own destinies without kings and parliaments and lords telling them how to do it. This was their road to independence. Timeline, 4 July, somewhere in America. This July 4th, millions of Americans will blast fireworks into the air and celebrate the 4th of July. There will be red, white, and blue buntings galore and cheery references to Independence Day. Billions of dollars will be spent on the holiday that was first celebrated in George Washington's first presidency in 1791. As we shall see later, John Adams rightly called for us to celebrate the birth of America on July the 2nd. But whether it's the 2nd or the 4th, one question hangs over all Americans. Exactly what are we celebrating? We have become a nation that has implemented self-imposed patriot amnesia. We know far more about the 12 finalists of American Idol than the committee of five chosen to write the Declaration of Independence. If you quiz today's schoolchildren on the exact verbiage of the famed Declaration of Independence's first immortal line, you'd more than likely receive as an answer, We the people. If you asked an average American adult under the age of 40 the same question, the answer would be the same in most cases. What's the first line of the Declaration of Independence? We the people. In Congress, 1776. We the people. In the course of human events, when it becomes necessary to... That's it, I can't remember the rest. You may wonder what the importance of the first line is, having seen that there are many other patriotic lines in the Declaration that you last viewed while watching the Nicolas Cage movie, National Treasure. This is the Declaration of Independence. Yes, and it's very delicate. It took you all of two seconds to decide to steal the Declaration okay. of Independence. So what is contained in all those other lines of the Declaration of Independence? Oh, you remember now. That line about life, liberty, and the pursuits of happiness. This is a wonderful line to quote when you're arguing with a policeman over the private property stored in your car's trunk. But what does it actually mean? What did it mean to the men who lay their lives and fortunes on the line to write it and then sign it into history? What did it mean to the 13 colonies and their inhabitants, many of whom refused to embrace its immortal emancipation from tyranny? What did it mean to the brave patriots of the Continental Army, the Delaware Regulars, the Connecticut Minutemen, and the Massachusetts Sons of Liberty? What did it mean when the 13 colonies declared to the world that it was their right, their duty, to become independent? In what if we could go back in time and relive the actual words of the Declaration of Independence as read aloud and debated in Independence Hall, Philadelphia, 1 July, 1776? What if we could rediscover the men who signed the Declaration and hear their passionate defense of its meaning in their own words? What if we could recreate the events of the year that was 1776 and bring back to life the fires of independence, patriotism, and love of a yet unnamed country that burned in the Founding Fathers? What if we could hear their stories, relive their words, and pay homage to their actions, and in the process, find out that they were not much different from us today? The generation of Americans that fought World War II has been called the greatest generation. 
Without disrespect to those brave heroes of that time, we will reintroduce you to America's true greatest generation, our revolutionary fathers. This is their story, this is America's story, and this can become our story too.